basketball fans anywhere everywhere 94 feet by 50 feet wide you know what this is unless you've been living under a rock it's called tate's take find it anywhere that you find your favorite podcast itunes google Podcasts, red circle spotify stitcher the whole nine of course streaming live as well on periscope uh in addition to facebook on youtube uh all of that good stuff twitch the whole nine so i want to make sure that you guys are out there doing your part Make sure that you're subscribing to what we like to call the best, the most entertaining, the most informational, and of course, the most educational basketball podcast, I'm sorry, basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast. Now, we talked a little bit about live period and things like that. Of course, we want to get into some of our high school segments and things like that. So, of course, we got to get ready to bring my dude in here from the green room. That would be none other than the owner and creator of Sandy's Spiel. Kyle Sandy, check him on all social media platforms, particularly on Twitter at Kyle Sandy 355. That is at Kyle Sandy 355. First and foremost, uh, Kyle, thanks so much for joining me. And how are you doing this evening? Deshaun, thank you for having me. It's been a long time coming. It's a busy time of year. Basketball is it's hot right now. It's hot as a, you know it is outside, but uh, I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here with you and hopefully I can talk about some uh, some hoops with you today. For sure, for sure, and I appreciate you. It has been a little bit of a long time. I know sometimes you're coming on the air right before I'm going on or so forth and kind of going back and forth, so I'm glad that we had a chance to uh, kind of get something like this happening. Now, listen, it's July. It's the live period. We just got through the first week and technically, I guess, first weekend of it, um, so kind of wanted to pick your brains, your brain about a couple things obviously some players here within the state of georgia so forth but before we do that i want to talk a little bit about this right here called the COVID effect we didn't have our opportunity at seeing much of these type of different showcases and so forth uh on a year ago uh talk to me a little bit about the kind of effect that you've seen maybe that it has had on the players maybe that it's had on recruiting even in your uh business uh with following all of this being that primary ghsa uh high school basketball being the leader of all of that um when it comes to the media department what kind of effect have you noticed so far that that has kind of taken uh because that kind of you know there was some rough patches because there was no basketball play a year ago yeah, it was uh, it was scary even for the high school season. A lot of people were concerned: Are we going to have a, a full season? Are we going to have a season at all? And we're one of the luckier states in Georgia to have a full season. I know a lot of schools out west are just playing their high school season right now and everything. They just got finished up, so we were able to have it pretty smoothly. Um, of course, we had some COVID cases here and there, and some some hold your breath moments, uh, but that was to be expected. Um, but it, it's so crucial uh, for these kids to be playing on the circuit right now because a lot of these, you know, especially Division ones, they've been locked up for the longest time. They haven't been able to see these kids in person. They had that that extended dead period, and it's just been, uh, you know, the floodgates have opened recently. All the, you know, women's coaches, men's coaches, they're back out. Now D2 and smaller schools, they were able to be out there sooner, um, but the D1s had to wait. So, it's a really big time period, these live periods. You know, everyone's getting offers left and right. And uh, you know what? It, it's what it does take because these college coaches, they don't really want to offer people unless they see them in person. And that's why you see some of these kids, the process might be a little slower than normal years. And 
we're going to see that trickle down effect, especially for these 2021 kids that just graduated. Um, very challenging because all these college kids, they had that opportunity to come back for an extra COVID year and that pushes people down. So a kid that might be a, a fringe division one player, he might not have that division one offer. So he might be pushed down to the division two level. And if you're a division two coach and you're able to get a division one talent, you're, you're, you're thanking your lucky star saying, let's get this guy, let's get this guy. But still, you know, it just keeps pushing people down, down, down. So some kids might go prep for a year. They might go Juco for a year or two. Uh, just to kind of get everything back organized. So it's been pretty tough for the kids that are graduating. I think we'll see it a little bit on the 2022s as well, but not as much as 2021. So being out there, playing in front of all these college coaches, finally, uh, it is a huge opportunity for kids to get seen. No, it definitely is. And before I ask you my next question, uh, give the people when they hear Sandy Spiel, what is the what is the vision? What are people getting when they check out Sandy's field? And it's so general. Uh, it sounds kind of somewhat general, but I want the people to know exactly when we're sending them over there to check out Sandy's field, exactly what they're getting uh, and, 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 you know, the, the kind of structure that you have in place uh, for the kind of product that you're putting out. What exactly is Sandy's field? Yes, sir. That is pretty much your one-stop shop for everything Georgia high school basketball, particularly the GHSA. Um, you're going to have your your all state teams on there. You're going to have your official top 10 rankings throughout the season when you're ranking the teams for each classification. So that's, you know, eight total classifications. So there's 80 teams that are being ranked each week throughout the season. And with that, I'm at my computer for five or six hours every Sunday and Monday doing boys and girls ranking. So I am going through every single result in the state of Georgia for those teams that are in contention for the top 10. So breaking that down and just kind of writing about everything that's going on in the state of Georgia. So if you were a, a transplant that's moving back to Georgia and said, what's going on in the state of Georgia? I haven't been following it for a few years. You can go on my website. All that information will be there. We have a transfer list that tracks a wild, wild west of kids moving schools, which shapes and transforms what we can expect for the next season. We track all that. I just checked yesterday. We're up to 97 names on the boys' side. That's, you know, it's always like that. That's just the nature of the beast. But we have nightly recaps, uh, player evaluations on kids I am able to go see. And again, this is on boys and girls. So just everything imaginable, I try to put on sandyspiel.com just to be really a centralized main hub. Um, for everything GHSA, which also includes coaching carousel, new coaching changes, new coaching openings. So oh, wow. uh, I have that for prospective coaches that are just trying to figure out, hey, I'm looking for a job. What's open? You can come on my website and I'm going to have as much information on there as possible to try and help out. So it's just really a tool for players, parents, coaches of all levels just to come and check out what's going on in the GHSA. No, that's awesome, dude. And I love what you're doing. And like you said, one-stop shop, I probably couldn't have given a better terminology uh, than that, my own self. When do you find the time to sleep? Like you're talking about <laughs> coaching carousels, boys, girls, transfer lists, some of the some of the best in the region, best in the state, best in the district and all across the board. When do you find the time to uh, actually uh, 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 count some sheep, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it can get challenging, especially when it's you know state playoff time, and I, I, I'm collecting all these scores. That's another thing I do. I collect all the scores in live, real time, and update the state brackets on my website. I do the same for the region tournament. So that's a lot of scores. But 
Um, I find sleep here and there. You know, basketball is a 24-7 sport. It's not, oh, high school season's over, time to disappear. The, the very next week, travel ball starts. You're back at it. You're you're circling around trying to check out as many players and upcoming kids as possible. And you're doing it again, boys and girls side. You got your your ear to the to the you know to the whispers of what's the rumor, who's going where, what's happening in the state. So you know, I'm I'm able to get enough sleep. I guess you could say maybe this this summertime. You know, June was super busy, especially when we had the GBCA with the high school event live period where all the Georgia high school teams were together. So that was, you know, I had a two week stretch there where there's 14 weeks or 14 days in two weeks. I'm probably at basketball 11 or 12 of those days. And then those two or three off days, it's okay. Now I got to go to my computer and finally write about what I've seen. But, you know, we, we, we push past that. And now once we get into more of this traditional schedule of uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes even Thursday. Now with the live periods and everything, you have basketball. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday—that's pretty much when I get to catch up and write about everything I've seen. Not a ton of shut eye that you're able to get. I can imagine it's starting to sound much like during March Madness for me, mm. uh, particularly. Um, my dude Kyle Sandy checking in with us in the locker room, episode number ninety of Tate's Take, owner and creator of Sandy's Spiel. Also, uh, make sure that you give him a follow on Twitter. This dude's all over the place if you can't tell already. At KyleSandy355. That is at K-Y-L-E-S-A-N-D-Y-355. So what I was going to ask you, Kyle, is when you do these rankings and and, uh, all of these different things, when you got your your, your eyes set on whether it be teams, uh, programs, players, whatever the case may be, are you ranking them based off of what you're seeing in the here and now, or is this kind of be what they are projected to maybe turn out to be uh, a little bit later on? I'm not sure if any of that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, typically when I'm doing the state rankings, when I'm ranking the teams and everything, that's going to be, what are they doing right now? And obviously uh, it's kind of tougher on the smaller schools when some kids are out for football. You might have a two-way school where their top three guys are playing football and they're taking a deep run. But if you kind of have that knowledge of, okay, I know they got three studs coming in, they might have a bad record right now, but I know once they're at full strength, they're going to be a good team. So just kind of pulling on everything I know. Um, obviously, it's you know you're tracking the wins and losses all throughout the season, figuring out the trends and what's going on and Um, You know, sometimes, you know, it's oftentimes the most talented team is not always the best team. There's teams that have a ton of talent on their roster year in, year out, but it's very difficult to win a state championship. And it's very difficult to fulfill um, those expectations when you have a target on your back. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Like we know one team might have five or six division one guys, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just very difficult to make it all piece together and win a state title. So there's just a lot of factors you got to put in, put into place, especially, you know, you look at recent history as well and just knowing what these teams traditionally do. And then pockets of the, you know, the region, North George is really good in girls basketball, but it might not be as strong in boys basketball, just pulling on that, you know, Savannah, they always have some really tough teams. Um, maybe, you know, Johnson Savannah on the boys and girls side is always very good. Uh, South Georgia, you always have really tough teams. When you go from that Macon area and down, that's when you're talking about tough-nosed guys. They might not necessarily be as skilled as some of these Gwinnett schools and these Cobb schools, but these are teams that are going to grind you out and play physical. And just kind of knowing what their different styles are kind of helps you as far as where to place these teams. And, of course, 
relying on strength of schedule and just the knowledge of the overall, you know, talent level of these kids. Like I said, you know, you might have seven division one players on one team, five division one players on one team, but you only got five kids on the court at one time. And if they're not all meshing together, it really doesn't matter. And you only got to be better than a team for just 32 minutes in the state tournament. Uh, so it's just a lot of things to kind of put in perspective when I'm trying to do these state rankings. No, and I'm glad that you said some of those things because, listen, I'm even learning something. I mean, I've been living here in Georgia for just now over a little over 16 years and still trying to familiarize myself uh, with uh, a lot of different programs and the differences, like you said, different regions of the state. Players play this way and some other Mm -hmm. programs, maybe a little bit more traditional powerhouse, if you will, uh, to an extent. But certainly, uh, you know, none of this is won based off none of these games and tournaments or championships or any of that is is won off of um, the talent that you see on the paper. Of course, that has to match. Uh, what they're able to bring on the floor and see how they can contribute in that way. And had an opportunity to check out some of the skills factory a little bit, some of the Isaiah Colliers and uh, maybe a couple other players uh, in in some different aspects and regions. And, uh, you know, obviously game elite on the circuit as well, amongst some others and uh, really good talented players all across the board. Um, Let's start with that first. Who are some, I I, I see, you know, Norcross is always, you know, one of the, upper echelon programs that are always right right there in the in, in the mix in the end and uh obviously you know you've got your wheelers and i mean there's teams all over the place because let me let me put it this way first let me slow down in just a second <clears throat> talk to me a little bit about some of maybe not necessarily standouts for this weekend but what we can look ahead a little bit and forward to with some of the way that you see that these rosters are constructed and some of these uh, particular programs, some of these high school programs, who you want to keep your eyes and ears open for once the high school season uh, uh, gets ready to start. Maybe some that people do know of or really not that familiar with. Yeah, typically, as it's been the past, you know, long time now, it feels like the rich always get richer. I feel like Milton. Terrific team. Talk about a team that had a load of talent last year. They had that target on their back, and they got the job done. Easier said than done, even when you have Bruce Thornton on your team and Kanan Carlisle, all these five stars. Kendall Campbell's a really good forward. LT Overton's a superstar football player, and he'll go out there and rebound and score inside and do so much. That team is so loaded, but they got the job done, and they had to power through Berkmar in that fourth quarter. And we said the rich get richer. They got some talent that has moved in. Jonathan Murray's a 6'7 player from Huffman, Alabama, that moved in a forward that will certainly help. Chase Cormier transfers in from Green Force, a great three-point shooter that I think just picked up a Mississippi State offer, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, the, the, the more the merrier. There's so much talent on Milton's roster. And they went to the Nationals last year, and they put up a good fight and had a good showing. And they're going to be right back there again if they can – if they're a, if they're able to repeat, which is super difficult to do, but that's a team that's loaded. Wheeler, obviously, Isaiah Collier, as you mentioned, a really good guard, regarded as a five-star prospect who's getting better and better every single year. They have some talent that has been rumored to move in, and Kate Phillips, a very good 6'8 forward that can do a little bit of everything. 
Um, Claris Amir, he, he moves in from Osborne, a 6'7 sophomore that can shoot the ball really well. They got some big dudes inside that have also moved in. So, you know, these teams, they, they find a way to reload. These teams aren't ever falling off the map. Wheeler is always going to be good. Milton, as it's constituted right now, they look to be set up for the future. Norcross is always loaded. London Johnson, he's been fantastic this offseason. I I love what I've seen from him. I didn't get to see him a whole lot last year after he moved in from North Carolina, but this kid is special. I saw him win that battle for Georgia championship, go neck and neck with TSF, going back and forth, trading buckets with Kane and Carlisle, finished with about 25 or 27 points. He was just outstanding. He is just so smooth. I think he has a chance to be a big, big, big time player and make a lot of money playing at the next level. But it's not just Lyndon Johnson at Norcross. Jerry Dang can shoot the ball exceptionally well from the perimeter. They got Peyton Marshall inside 6'10", Aiden Sherrill 6'9", a guy that's going to be a high major player that's only going to be a sophomore that's an inside-out threat. They have Ja'Kai Howard, who is a superstar as well, a five-star guy that's nationally ranked. So they have as much talent as you can want in the nation as well. So it's just stockpiling arms right now in the state of Georgia. The best of the best keep getting better every single year. Yeah, I was going to say, wow, that's a long list and a whole lot to remember, but I will say as much as I did have a chance to see some of London Johnson at Lake Point last week and a couple other guys. So I was just kind of curious to know, and uh, he's certainly impressed and, uh, yeah, I, I came away impressed by the game that, that, that he certainly brings to the table. I want to ask you about another kid that I had the opportunity to lay eyes on last week, not over the weekend, but the week prior. I'm not sure exactly of all of how he did uh, down in Birmingham uh, earlier this uh, over the weekend, uh, but a kid who goes by the name of Bilal Abdurrahman, uh, mm-hmm. who is down at, uh, at, at W.D. Muhammad High School. Uh, kind of one of those smaller guards will play mm-hmm. with a really big heart. What, what is some of your takeaways if you've had the opportunity to see him? I'm not sure and don't want to put you on the spot. But in the event that you have, what, what have you seen from him in his game and what your expectations will be for him, not just this summer, but also this, this year in high school? Summer? He is grease lightning. That boy is so fast with the ball. I mean, that's the first thing that stands out when you watch him play. And I've seen him maybe once or twice in the summer and everything, but I've gotten to see him multiple times this summer. Um, and I'm glad I did because he is – so quick at the ball. He's really smooth. He can stop on a dime, get to that mid-range jump shot. But also he has that three-point range. And he also has, you know, obviously the speed, but he has that skill to get inside and finish amongst the trees. And now he's maybe about 5'10", 5'11". Uh, but like you said, he's got a lot of heart. Really, really good player. W.D. Muhammad, that's a team that has a lot of talent. They were pretty impressive at the GBCA. You got him at the point guard. Amir Boyce is a big 6'9 fella inside. Uh, John McQueen is a name we're going to hear a lot more about over the years, only a rising sophomore. Got a kid named Caleb Parr. Not sure if he's going to be there during the season or not, but if he is, he's moving in from Mississippi. If he does stay in Georgia, that kid's going to be really, really good as well. So they have a ton of pieces over there at WD Muhammad. And Bilal, you know, college coaches, they got to kind of forget about the small guard thing if the kid's not five foot five like the guard's big enough for you if the kid can play the kid can play and that kid can play so I'm very interested to see how he translates this over into the high school season I know WD went through a lot of COVID stuff last year and they struggled uh, to piece together a good record but this year if they're healthy and they have all their pieces they're going to be a force to be reckoned with 
in Class A private, and Bilal is going to be the man steering that ship. So I'm very interested to see how he uh, parlays this into his high school season, his junior season. He's a really good player that a lot of people need to keep an eye on. Just a couple more questions here with my guy, Kyle Sandy. Make sure you check him out on Twitter, at Kyle Sandy 355 the owner and creator of Sandy Spiel, but not only that, also the leader in GHSA uh, in, in terms of just high school basketball, just pushing and covering the media side, the whole nine. There ain't too many guys unless you guys are just popping on here and getting the opportunity to hear him talk a little bit. Picking his brain, he knows a little bit of everything about a little bit of everybody. Um, I want to move over now as we probably have right around somewhere around two minutes or so left uh, to what we call now. We do something a little bit different here on this program and uh, not necessarily it being, uh, uh, um, you know, quick fire take or anything like that. But we do want to make sure that we uh, go ahead and, and, and pay our bills here because that's what we like to do here on this uh, here on this show. And if I could just bring up my uh, if I could just bring up my graphic here, I think everything will be just fine if I can get through this part. Um, here we go. There it is. There we go. Quick release. Sponsored by Exotics by Curtis Smith. Look good, feel good, play great. Exoticsproducts.com. Go and check it out. All 110% natural products and uh, no chemicals added. So do the right thing. Give your body what it deserves. But before uh, you go, once you go to the checkout, before you go ahead and do that, make sure you go to the discount code, put in taste take, get your 15% off. Now, what I and, I and I I try my best to prep you just a little bit. Now I do some work a little bit personally with this team Dickerson Celtics program. They've got guys all across the board receiving offers from Georgia to Auburn, Coastal Carolina, uh, uh, Florida, you name it. So I want to mm-hmm. kind of pick your brain on what you're seeing from some of these guys. We got a list of six, so I'm gonna give you uh, probably about three of them at a time. Let's go with the 15 U. Okay, we'll go Khalil Green, uh, uh, Darion Reed, and William Job. Talk to me a little bit about what you've seen from them, whether it be performances as of recent uh, or, or just from what you've seen from them uh, over the course of the past year or so, because I think they're rising sophomores at this point. Yes, Khalil's going to be really good for Stratford, obviously. I think all these guys are going to be good for their respective teams, but he's just such a sharp, shifty guard. He's got a strong, compact build on him. Um, doesn't necessarily look like a rising sophomore. He can take some bumps getting downhill. Uh, and he's going to be playing alongside Isaiah Josie, who's going to be a senior at Stratford. So that's going to be a really nice backcourt for Coach Sweeney over there. I know he's super excited for him. He's going to be one of the best players he's ever coached, if not the best. But just his ability to score at multiple levels, I think he's really impressive. And, again, he's not super tall, not super. He's not a 6'5 guard, uh, but he makes the most out of his size, and he's a really smart player. Uh, you're talking about Reed, another guy. He's got a lot of length. That's a guy that can slash the basket, cleans up some misses inside, has an outside shot that continues to get better and better, very athletic, and I think he has a ton of upside defensively. And then you talk about Job. I mean, there's just not a lot of 6'9", 6'10", guys like that that can shoot the three like he does. He is so comfortable out there on the perimeter. He just has that high release that no one can defend, and if he gets his feet set, uh, he's going to knock it down. So that's a guy that already has a three-point stroke. As he gets stronger and more agile off the dribble, he's going to continue to get better and better. But that guy has a great upside, super high ceiling. He's going to be a very special talent. 
How about uh, for these next three? You've got the, the, the backcourt of Team Dickerson, 17U, and Kyle Burns and Zach Bell. Uh, uh, but then in the front court, you've got a Noah Clowney, his name that most people are the most familiar with, at least so far. Uh, what is your take on what you've been able to see between Kyle Burns, Zach Bell, and Noah Clowney? Noah Clowney, like you said, a lot of people know who that is. Again, a, a talented 6'9", 6'10", forward. Um, that moves very well, can score with his back to the basket, has a really nice baseline jump shot, mid-range game. Uh, he's always impressed me. I've seen him just a few times, but every time I see him, you know you're going to get a double-double. You know he's going to protect the rim. So that's a guy that obviously SEC schools, ACC schools, everyone's starting to pile in on him. That's a really good player over there in South Carolina. Um, and you mentioned the, the other two, you know, Kyle Burns. That's a guy that – we talked about Wheeler. That's a team that's been loaded. You know, he didn't get a ton of run for Wheeler. That just tells you how good Wheeler is. But he's a really good player that is ready to burst onto the scene this year. Um, you know, I just like his feel for the game. Shoots the ball really well. Just has a smart overall IQ. I just like how he plays. He's a calming influence. Can play on the ball or off the ball. Uh, a really talented guard. And then Zach Bell, a guy that just – the first thing, he jumps out of the gym. He's a freak athlete, probably the best athlete in Georgia, just outstanding what he can do. He is a human highlight reel. He gets steals. He turns them into just, you know, viral videos on Instagram for all these lucky mixtape guys. Um, but he's really improved. His, his outside shot, he can get red hot from the three-point line. Really good shooter. Obviously, uh, he's a great slasher to the basket. So quick defensively with his lateral movement, can get into passing lanes. And then he's really improved as a playmaker as well, getting downhill, keeping his head up and dishing it off with some no-look passes, getting it. other teammates involved. Um, but, yeah, that 17U team, uh, three really, really good players. Team Dickerson is a great, tremendous, independent program that is continuing to get better and better and better every single year. That's what they're known for. We just uh... – we just a small independent program, I guess, as they like to call it. Right. Right. Uh, Last, give some credit to my guy, Damon Stevens over there as well, who's done a fantastic, phenomenal job with a lot of those kids. Last two questions, and then I promise we'll get you up out of here, and then uh, we can get you on with the rest of your day, uh, get ready for the NBA Finals. Talk to me a little bit about maybe one – uh, let's go one or two uh, weekend standouts from what you've seen over this past weekend, the very first weekend of the live period. I'm going to give you two sleepers. These aren't the guys everyone's talking about, but these are guys that are really good players. A player that is picking up some steam is Caden Charles from Alatoona, a 6'3 combo guard, maybe more of a shooting guard. He averaged about nine points per game as a junior, was more of a defensive stopper, but the growth has been out of this world so far. He has turned into a great score, very good. He's been over 20 points essentially every game he's played this offseason, playing with the SEBA FCI Warriors. And, of course, at the GBCA event with Alatoon, he was scoring 20, 25 points a game. Um, very good defender. That's where it starts with. That's where it started with last year. Great long arms, just anticipates things so well. Uh, quick, he'll just you know be a lockdown on-ball defender and just 
you blink your eyes, he's going to swipe the ball away and turn that into a transition layup. But where his growth has come this offseason is that confidence scoring the ball. He was always a pretty good slasher, but now he has a three-point shot working and the mid-range shot working. And with that, it just opens up so much more to his game. He's really gotten better as a playmaker as well. He can put the ball on the floor and find open teammates. So he has turned into a two-way standout. Caden Charles is a guy that Division ones might check in on. I know a lot of Division twos will really want to be heavy on him. And then a second player that has averaged, you know, 20 and 10 every single time. You go on a Twitter account for the Atlanta um, Atlanta Wolfpack every single time. It's 20 and 10, 20 and 10, 20 and 10. Peyton Law from Calhoun, a 6'6 wing, going to be a senior. Um, Calhoun has had some really good teams in the past. The past maybe two or three years they've kind of taken a step back, but I think they're about to be back to where they need to be with him and Dylan Faulkner, a big six nine forward. That's only going to be a junior, but Peyton Law, inside outside, six six, tough as nails. Will defend you. He'll defend perimeter players. Obviously, he's the tallest player on his team, so he has to defend the post. So he can get rough and tumble. Grabs a lot of rebounds. Um, he's a good athlete. He can beat you off the dribble, drive baseline. Just so much he brings to the table. I love his game. He is someone that Division two play or Division two schools should definitely be on. And you never know. You got this live period opportunity. If people are able to check him out, maybe a, a D- Division one's walking by and he catches their eye with the dunk and say, let, let me let me stick for an extra possession. Maybe an extra <laughs> two possessions. Maybe three possessions. You never know. But Peyton Law, I am super high on his game. Six six wing out of Calhoun. Next thing you know, you'll be staying for the whole game. Last question, we'll get you up out of here. Don't be surprised if. Let's play that game. Kyle Sandy, give me something going into the second weekend of the live period here in Georgia. And dare I say, probably the biggest hotbed and maybe the most underappreciated or unrecognized or disrespected hotbed or region in all of uh, high school basketball, maybe even for high school sports for that matter. Don't be surprised if blank what is that blank for Kyle City going into the second weekend of the live period don't be surprised if Asher Woods from Parkview picks up some D1 offers this weekend very good player he's over there at Parkview like I mentioned was fantastic at the GBCA he's been averaging over 20 points per game all season long I think he's going to lead Gwinnett County in scoring how about we say that don't be surprised if Asher Woods leaves Leads Gwinnett County in scoring, a 6'2", 6'3", shooting guard, but he just has that knack for scoring that you just can't teach. Three-point shooter. When I saw him go 7 of 10 from the three-point line. Had, what was it, 41 points, I want to say, against Stratford. Uh, he can absolutely fill it up. He gets skinny when he gets to the basket, can slide through defenders and get to the rim. A really good player to keep an eye on. Asher Woods, check him out. Asher Woods, Parkview High School. Listen, my dude, Kyle Sandy, again, owner and creator of Sandy's. Go and check him out. Do your a favor. Kyle Sandy Spiel, check him out on Twitter. Three five. That's K-Y-L-E-S-A-N-D-Y 355. Kyle, I appreciate you. I know we ran over a little bit. I do definitely appreciate you for coming on the program on today. And then who knows, maybe in about a week, give it a couple weeks. If you've got a love time to find some time to, to catch some Z's and get some snooze and some shut eye in there, maybe we can bring you back on at some point uh, towards the tail end. Deshaun, thank you so much, my brother. It was fun. Hey, man, I appreciate it. And that's my dude, uh, 
Kyle Sandy right there. Of course, we always overly grateful, thankful, and appreciative that he had the opportunity to join us. And listen, we started talking about basketball, state of Georgia, some of the best prospects in the country come from right out around this region. And uh, you never know what you're going to get. So looking forward to hearing uh, or seeing some of the players that Kyle had referenced just then. Um, appreciate everybody, man, for, for, for checking us out and and uh, showing some love and whatnot. Uh, going to go through some more stuff as far as some of these live periods, doing some different interviews. Of course, we're going to get into some of the NBA finals. That's going to be coming up on tomorrow. Of course, you got some of the USA Olympic team. Don't, don't make me vomit all over the airwaves here on the program. And uh, thankful for everybody. Go share, Be sure to go and subscribe. If you could talk, talk it at the local barbershop and talk, talk it at the local sports bar, uh, you have a voice. It's right here where we like to call it the best, the most entertaining, the most informational, and the most educational basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast. Tate's Take at Tate's Take Hoops on Twitter. T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S. We like to call it where basketball lives, and we'll see you guys for episode 91. Thanks much.